0: This episode of What's the Hazard is being brought to you by these incredibly generous true believers in workplace safety and health, and I am truly grateful for their support. Custom Concrete Specialists, CCS Group and Cheyenne Wolford, my buddy Jim Cover down at the Nebraska Department of Labor On-Site Consultation Group, Jim and all of his consultants, John Falowich and Falowich Construction Services, and our latest sponsor, Building Omaha, Building Omaha is a partnership between the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, the IBEW, and the National Electrical Contractors Association, NECA. They pair highly trained electrical professionals with industry contractors to ensure they're able to serve customers safely and effectively. Building Omaha, the partnership that powers our city. Learn more at buildingomaha.org. Thank you all. We appreciate your support. All right, now let's get into this episode. Uh, This is Doug Fletcher, and you are listening to What's the Hazard? It is Friday, December 10th, um, here in Omaha, Nebraska. Cold. We're supposed to get snow, the first snow of the year. This is always interesting because we are like snow people here, and yet the first snow of the year always screws everybody up. Nobody knows how to drive. (laughs) Nobody knows. They don't remember. They forget. And these people drive in snow four or five months a year. The first snow is always hectic. It's a little bit. And so this is going to be Friday afternoon. We're going to get snow right around the drive home. It's going to be insane. So of course, I scheduled a meeting for four o'clock this (laughs) afternoon. So it should be interesting. Well, I hope everybody had a good week. Welcome. Um, Thanks for listening and for viewing. We are actually uh, doing video at this point. So audio and video, Beth. So this is very exciting for you, I'm sure. I see that you actually, you know, I mean, most of my guests don't prepare for the video portion of the show. So
1: I, I didn't really prepare. Yes,
0: you did. You Your looked, hair
1: and makeup people
0: weren't here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, based on the budget of what's the hazard, uh, hair and makeup <laughs> is going to be each of us in the bathroom for a few minutes beforehand. Uh, I'm sitting here with a good friend of mine. I've been trying to, I've asked you a number of times. I know you're incredibly busy, so thank you for making time this morning. I'm here with Beth Fye. You are the Director of Risk Management at Omaha Steaks. An iconic company. Everybody has, I'm sure, heard of Omaha Steaks. If they haven't had any, if they couldn't afford them, they've at least heard of them. Or,
1: oh come on, we have great, great (laughs) specials on the internet, especially at this time of year. No, you do have great specials, and
0: and I get them all the time. And and this is the crazy time of the year for you guys. We're
1: just crazy right now.
0: Well, that's what I would like to talk about. I think it's really interesting, and there's a few things. Um, We've been working together for a number of years. We actually started working together when I was with OSHA and I was part of the VPP the voluntary protection program team that came and did the initial audit at Omaha Steaks. Mm-hmm. So I would like to talk about VPP but I think something that is really fascinating about you guys is you know the the seasonal work that you do particularly around Christmas. I'm sure Father's Day is also big but Christmas is the big event for you guys and that means temporary employees and lots of them. Oh yeah. So let's talk a little bit about temporary employees. I mean, just give, give people an idea what is involved at Omaha stakes. I mean, it's the magnitude of this and then the challenges.
1: Right. Well, um, we hire about 4,000 temporaries just to get through the holidays. <laughs> it's, it's, and so it starts, we start planning in May and, and then in September, October, we start having job fairs and hiring and um, for our distribution centers, we have to hire about 800 people to be there because we we go we open a second distribution center, and then we go 24-7. So we have oh my God. two full distribution centers running um, for the whole month of December. And so just to get 800 people to show up and be there, we have to hire about 2,000. Okay. Because you get about maybe 40% that just don't even show up after you hire them. You've hired them, and they don't even yeah. show. yeah. And then, you get, and then you get people who come one day and, eh, I don't like this. and mm-hmm. you know, So, and you know, and then just people come and go throughout. Sometimes they'll just miss a day. They kind of just come and go. They don't
0: really – they're not really accountable for anything, are they, at that point? I mean, what yeah. what's the length of time that you hire them for? What is the Christmas season? We bring season? in some
1: groups in November and start building and training the more skilled type jobs where you have to know how to, you know, put the labels on the sure. coolers, pack the coolers a certain way. And then, and then the big start date this year, I believe, was – November 28th. Okay. And then um, then we started going 24-7, and I think the last shift is scheduled for the 22nd, um, 24-7. And then and it's, there's been a couple times, though, we've gone into the next week or even into January, just depending on sales volume. Okay. So it's just quite a challenge. And being in safety, what we've had to do is um, we try to minimize our risk. As of course. Risk management yeah. as much as possible. So we actually do little mini, um, physical abilities tests on all of them. Mm -hmm. Now we don't do the full blown, you know, but we, we see if they can lift a cooler, you know, how heavy of a cooler can they lift, um, pinching and gripping. Um, you know, can they, we have some racks that are are pretty tall and they're on, you have to get stairs to get to it. So, you know, although you can't, you know, discriminate against shorter people, they have to be able to reach the top of that rack from the top step or, because they can't climb the rack, that's a safety hazard. Mm, so we right, do a reach right. test. Um, I mean, and generally they get hired anyway, even if they can't work You'll in find the freezer. will something for oh, them, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. Okay. So, so we just do a little mini-assessment, mini determine which jobs they qualify for, and then our HR does a great job of putting them into the right jobs. Okay, and
0: so let's talk about that a little bit, and even Omaha Steaks in general. Um, having been raised in Omaha, I've been familiar with Omaha Steaks, I guess, my whole life. Has it existed my entire life? been around for 60 since years since
1: 1917 so it's over 100 years
0: right? oh so it's been around in my entire <laughs> lifetime or at least most of it but I mean so you have what we will call production facilities where they are actually processing the meat cutting the meat right those types of packaging the meat and then you have distribution centers where this packaged material the, you know, the meat products are now being boxed up or cooled and shipped out with dry ice and all you know yeah. those types of things so yeah. it's a so that, and then there's a, a smaller location just outside of Omaha, the Schneider facility. Nice. So there are five locations.
1: Yeah, so we have three plants, three plants, and two two distribution centers. One distribution center only operates basically usually November, December, and the rest of the time we use it for storage and okay. other things. And then, um, you know, but when COVID hit, I mean, we got crazy busy because that's what we do: mail order, you know, mm-hmm. internet. You know, orders, deliveries. Right. So we we actually just went right back into Christmas mo- mode almost instantaneously. And I think it was 10, a good 10 week almost two and a half months where we were 24-7 again at both. And that both was in the, the spring
0: same. of 2020? Spring
1: of 2020. Oh, my gosh. So we called back a lot of people that had worked for us for Christmas and mm-hmm. got people hired. And, and so it was actually much more difficult than a normal christmas season because you take your regular staff and some of them move to nights and you know and they're thinking oh it's going to be like three or four weeks just like christmas is a you know 24 mm-hmm. 7 about mm-hmm. four weeks but it went on and on and on and on so yeah, you know they have tough. families too so but yeah. you know we we did but well and, yeah we managed we were we were one of the lucky companies that didn't mm-hmm. lose business and, We're actually a lot busier.
0: You guys, yeah, business has increased. I'm, Mm -hmm. yeah, to be honest, I've contributed. You know, I love, I love this stuff, man. I, I, you know, I don't order online. I go over to that little retail store over there. Yeah. And then I pretend that I'm an employee, you know. Yeah. um,
1: Yeah. But some of those uh, packages on the internet, I mean, my mom will call me up sometimes and go, hey, is this a good deal? And I'll look at them and go, yeah, that's better than employee pricing.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) You know? Mm -hmm. So. Well, so let's
0: get back to this challenge of these temporary employees. If you have to hire thousands in order just to fill the 800 spots that you need Mm -hmm. to run 24-7 in the distribution centers,
1: how do you find that many people? Well, we we hire as many as we generally can, but we use six temp agencies too. Okay. So then you have temp agency agreements and training of all of those people as well. And this year we did something a little different than what we did last year, um, we, we run in three trailers outside of our distribution centers. So each of our two dis- distribution centers has three trailers. And they go in the first one, and HR just kind of checks them in quick, and they clock them in. They go to the next tra- trailer, and if they they don't have a vaccine card, they get COVID tested. So the second right, trailer— immediately in the— se- Yeah, wow. out in the trailer. And then, um, and then once they get their test results, which takes about 15 minutes— um, and we, we time it so we stagger people so we don't have a mm-hmm. hundred people in a small trailer. Sure. Um, once they get their tra- test re- or their test results, then they take a copy over it to the training trailer, and then the trainer verifies that they tested negative or had a vaccine card, and then we do our safety training in the trailer. And then, in trailer number three. In trailer number three, right? And then they go in the building and start working immediately. So really, yeah. What we saw last year was we did a little different. We had a had a space kind of rented and. We went and did all this, and then they—it was taking longer to get COVID test results. It would take; it was just a different type of test, mm-hmm. and um, so then after a couple of days, these people—the the show rate was horrendous. Yeah, yeah. And we thought, well, let's just have them start the same don't day. let them they go home. Up. They don't get to go home. <laughs> right, go to work right, right. now.
0: <laughs> so they're indentured servants, basically. Yeah, just, well, they, they sleep know. in the building. And, <laughs> no, I'm teasing, of course, yeah. but that, yeah. that makes perfect sense because yeah. once you've left. The likelihood of coming back in two or three days—I mean, you've probably lost your yeah. uh, and I- the COVID initiative. Tests cost
1: money. I mean, we're paying money for that, so yeah. let's, let's get some work out of them. Do
0: you own those? Did you have to buy those? Um, yeah, those antigen testing units? Well, how uh, are you guys doing? We don't that? do really?
1: antigen. So when COVID first got rolling, um, you know, a lot of big plants got shut down and. Mm-hmm. So we took a little bit different approach, and we started doing mass testing with a third-party vendor, and we would mass test every couple weeks. Okay. And then we um, had a hotline that you called in, and we were actually using a third party for that, too. And then when we hit about July, August, we thought, well, you know, let's try to bring this more in-house. So we work with a a physician who's actually out of Lincoln, but... um, he runs a clinic. We opened our own clinic, got it set up and running in about six weeks, wow. found a space right in between our two plants, you know, which are very close together mm-hmm. in Omaha. Mm-hmm. So um, we set up a lab and they set up a lab in the back. We used uh, BioFire testing, which was a PCR test, it took about 45 minutes for results. Um, so we tested new hires. We tested symptomatic people. It has a garage in the back, so they would pull up, get swabbed and then pull out in the you know the garage or you know they were all on PPE Never had to leave their vehicle right never had to leave their vehicle wow. they were symptomatic and then we started our own employee hotline through teams which mm-hmm. teams mm-hmm. i know you mentioned it the microsoft yeah last the, the, night the one while I can't we were use. <laughs> <laughs> talking <laughs> about it yeah right. the teams but um so we have a, a covid hotline that that our, our regular nurses cuz we have three full time nurses um, when you know we staffed that and then when we started getting busy again the Clinic that we run took over, and we also started an, our own employee health clinic when all of this was going on too. So Incredible. there's a full time nurse practitioner there, and then a, a CNA, mm-hmm. and um, bilingual is important too. So the CNA is bilingual, mm-hmm. and then so now that people can go, it's sort of like a little mini urgent care for our employees, mm-hmm. and they can go get seen for or their kids, their Absolutely,
0: can you know go get that's seen. really amazing. Yeah, yeah, you so, really had to stretch yourselves this last year. Yeah, it few really years. was was. I do want to, before we wrap this up, I I have one question I think is really germane to the entire, the the temp issue, and that is the training piece. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned that you guys utilize six different services. Mm -hmm. Have you negotiated, uh, you know, as an OSHA guy or a former OSHA guy, um, the compliance directives talk about the service will do this training, and yep. the host will do this training. Have you negotiated yeah. that with them, and how does that look?
1: Yeah. We, we negotiated all that up front, that we were going to handle the training. In the past, we've asked them to handle the training, mm-hmm. and we've actually given them our training to handle. Okay, and then they would uh, administer And they would that. administer it and then had to gotcha. show up with the training documentation before they started. But we felt like we know our business better than the agency, and so we can explain things and give examples better. So we we moved that back to our our people do that and that's why we have that extra trailer this okay. year and so we're doing that and we have it in English and Spanish and and then um But you prefer to do the-
0: all of the training. You've just chosen that.
1: Yeah, we've kind of chosen that. We it's it it can be difficult, but um by covid testing all these people and training them even outside the building before they get in the building, you know, it's, it makes it safer. So yeah. Um, and then once they get in the building, um, our distribution center management has a person that takes them around and shows them what they're going to do and gets them set up with the trainers. So okay. Get started. Well, if, but, you gonna, if you were going
0: to if you were going to talk to somebody about utilizing temps and what what have you learned, what what take home message can you give about using temporary employees that you that you found that you've had some success? I love the idea of you know the trailer that you've just described i think that's really fascinating getting them into the plant immediately so there is no opportunity to really have a change of heart necessarily yeah. anything else that you would recommend as far as managing temps or get
1: get everything in the contract up front so i review all the contracts for insurance cuz i do all the insurance mm-hmm. as well but i but i look at it for all the safety pieces and so it's very spelled out you know who's who's in control of who's supervising these people mm-hmm. So who's OSHA recordable it's going to be. yeah. Um, But we even put in there that although it's not on our workers' comp, it's still our OSHA – I mean, we don't have it worded like that, but it's still our OSHA recordable. So I put in there that, you know, our nurses are still involved in coordinating care and working with the agency. So they'll still triage even agency employees, and it's in the agreement that that's what they'll do. Okay. And then then our nurses – now, not everybody has a nurse, but you can work out another arrangement, you know, to make sure that – there's always a liaison to handle workers' comp so that those people don't get lost, and I mean they're on your OSHA records, so right. you want to make sure
0: absolutely you know, they
1: get taken care of.
0: Very good, I love that. Okay, yeah. I like that. Thanks, Beth. Sure. Um, that was really interesting stuff. This is just such a monumental undertaking. I we've spoken about it many, many times, and it's just so fascinating to me that it's even possible to orchestrate that many temporary employees, and you do it successfully. I mean. I know there are probably unique challenges every year that come up, but you've really gotten this down to a science, which is very impressive. So, excellent. Hey, guys, I want to do a small business spotlight for you. Um, We have been working recently with a company called Wicked OSHA. Uh, Brent Colvin and his team have come up with a really useful solution for safety and health management for small contractors. Uh, It is an app-based system that helps you develop and manage your safety programs, your training, your documentation. I know this is incredibly challenging for small businesses like roofing contractors, small specialty trade contractors. And frankly, anybody that has a mobile workforce, I think this would be incredibly useful. So go check out Wicked OSHA. It's at wickedosha.com and see if this might be something that you would be willing to give a shot. I think there is a free trial opportunity. And so um, in in what I've seen of it, I think this is going to be incredibly useful. So go take a look at it. Everybody have a good weekend. Um, I'll be back in touch. Actually, Beth and I are going to talk again. We're going to talk about the OSHA Voluntary Protection Program next. So uh, thanks for listening or watching, depending on what medium you chose. And uh, we'll talk again soon. Have a good weekend. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.